born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. So, hold your place right here. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. This is on page 250. 250. And as you read these scriptures, you would not see some of the things that the Holy Spirit can enlighten a person's mind, and they can see more than we can see. He can explain things. Just think when we get to heaven how much is written that we don't understand. That's what's going to blow our minds. But anyway, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, look in verse 11. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it, and do it. So whatever it is, it's supposed to come down. It's supposed to be something that you're supposed to hear and do. Just like Moses, what did he do? He went up on the top of the mountain. And God came down, told him things to give to the people they were supposed to do. Now that is a by works righteousness. And it will work good on how to live as a nation and as as people and how to get along with the others and with yourself and your family and all that. But there's a spiritual side to this. You see, the one is physical and the other one is spiritual. There's a spiritual truth that's also mentioned. And he says here in verse 13, he says, Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may, get this, hear it and do it. And it's talking about the Word. The Word. See there in verse 14? But the Word. Now, it's mentioned several times in the Scriptures, and we know this, that Jesus Christ is the Word. In the book of Isaiah, in chapter 54, 55, he talks about how the Word comes forth as rain upon the earth. And it prospers. And he says, and it will accomplish whatsoever I send it forth to do. The Word. When Christ came into the world, that the Word came. And he's talking about, where are we going to hear this? How are we going to know? He says, it's, it's in my mouth. I'm telling you. And all you have to do is believe what I'm saying. So there's one that you have to do. There's another one. All you have to do is believe. And you wouldn't see that. But they would explain that. But they they stumble over the free gift. You'd be surprised how many times you could tell people, you know, you go to heaven and you can ask them. 
They said, well, all you got to do is just be good to go to heaven. Go to church. Because that's the natural thing that most people have always heard. You have to deserve to go to heaven. Good people deserve to go to heaven, and bad people deserve to go to hell. But there are no good people. There are no good people. As much as we'd like to compare ourselves among each other. But in God's eyes, he says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He says, there's none righteous, nor only one. There's none that doeth good. Not one. Not one person has ever lived good enough to go to heaven. So he makes a statement here in verse 14. But the word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thine heart that thou mayest do it. So what we are supposed to believe is that which we hear by the mouth. And so if uh, Peter was to stand up right now and say, I believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross and paid for my sins and I'm trusting him to take me to heaven whenever I die. You and I would believe based upon what he's trusting in that he's a saved man. And if I said that, and I confess that this is what I believe, you would think that Yankee must be saved. Because that's all that a man has to do. But if I stood up here and said, you know, I know I'm going to heaven because I've been a pretty good guy. You know, I sing in the choir. I'm a deacon in the church. And I, uh, I don't beat my wife. I pay my bills. So if anybody deserves to go to heaven, surely I will. Now, would you believe that I'm saved based upon what I just said? No. Not because I'm talking about my works. He was talking about his faith, what he believed. He's putting his trust in Christ, and I was putting mine in what I'm doing. So mine will not save in his will. But if that's what he confesses, then the Bible says, Thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved if you'll confess that this is what you believe. If I confess that this is what I believe then I will be saved and have eternal life and I'll go to heaven whenever I die. Whether I confess it to myself, I confess it to God, or if I confess it to anybody, it doesn't matter who I confess it to. It's that I'm on it. This is what I believe. So take your Bible and go back here to Romans in chapter 10. So as you just read those two verses, you and I may not have come up with the same understanding that Paul come up with here as he is describing those verses that shows you why the children of Israel, they should understand. And he makes a statement here in verse 5 again. I want you to read these three verses. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. And if you lived a perfect life, okay, that's fine. But nobody ever did. But it was mainly the physical aspect of it. But he also said this, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down. Moses also said that. Moses said the first part of verse 6 and the first part of verse 7. We just read it in the Old Testament. But it's saying that that refers to the spiritual birth, and that refers to, by faith, righteousness. And he said, who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again, from where? From the dead. So the death, the burial, and resurrection was known all the way back there. And even whenever you study the book of Hebrews in chapter 12, it talks about Moses, how that he forsook Egypt, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt. So he made his decision based upon Christ. It says so. You see, there's a lot of things they knew and understood in the Old Testament. You and I, we never heard all those prophets preach. We never heard what Jonah preached. We never heard what, you know, Noah 
preached or Enoch preached. We, we don't hear. We don't know. Not everything is recorded. But there's truth in God's word that's telling us here, this is what they were told. And they did not believe it. Isn't it true that even Isaiah said in 53, he says, Lord, who hath believed our report? You say, well, what's that we talking about? The gospel of Jesus Christ? It's referring to about those people who will not believe. And he's not, now, even though he's telling it in Isaiah 53, that's over 700 years before Christ came. But that was, he was talking about the people then that did not believe. Not about the people in the future that do not believe. He was talking about the people then that did not believe. So he explained these things, but people did not believe it. Lord, who the people have not believed. Look what he says here. Well, let me just show you this. Look here in verse, um, uh, verse 16. Verse 16. For they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report. So how do you obey the gospel? Believe it. The gospel is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. To obey the gospel is to believe it. And if you don't believe it, then you can't obey it. And this is what he's talking about. And look what he says. Who hath believed our report. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He's talking about the nation of Israel and what they were told and what they did with the knowledge. They rejected it. They did not believe it. They didn't believe it in Isaiah's time. And then he asked a question. See there in verse 18. But I say, have they not heard? I mean, didn't they know? Well, how were they saved? And if you um, read all this and you're looking at it from Paul's point of view, well, didn't they know? He said, well, yes, they knew. Hadn't they heard? Yeah, they heard. But they wouldn't believe it. And that's why down in verse 21 he says, but Isaiah said, how long? He said, I've stretched forth my hand. And you will not believe it. See there in verse 21. For to Israel, he said, all day long have I stretched forth my hand unto a disobedient or an unbelieving and gainsaying people. They would not believe it. But they were given the gospel. It was explained to them. But they wouldn't believe it. They stumbled over Christ. And this is what people are stumbling over today. They may hear about Christ. You can tell them that they know that he died on the cross, paid for the sins of the world, and still don't know where they're going when they die. And they still think they have to go to church and earn their way to heaven, and they never trust Christ as their Savior. Now, just so that you really understand what I'm saying. So I had people say, well, I know what you're saying. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, 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 they don't. No, they don't get it. From this moment on, for the rest of my life, if I became the most wicked man that's ever lived on the face of this earth, the most wicked, I'm still going to heaven when I die. If I commit murder, and I've never murdered anybody, thought about it several times, but I never have, I'm going to heaven. If I use all the drugs in the world and die of an overdose, I'm still going to heaven. If I commit adultery, God forbid, I'm still going to heaven. You say, well, you don't deserve that. Then you don't get it yet. Then you still don't understand it. You say, that you can't tell me. Then you don't get it. 
You do not get it. Either it's free or it's not free. It's either a gift or it's not a gift. I either have to earn my way to heaven or God can give it to me just as I am. Now, either he means what he says or he should have said what he meant. Because he says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works. Now, what part of not of works can a person understand? Not of works means not of works. means you don't deserve it. Grace means you don't earn it. Grace means you don't deserve it. It's grace. It's free. God loves me that much. You say, well, then why are you got to, you're just giving people a license to sin. You don't need a license to sin. You're going to do all that you want. And you know it. Everybody in this room, if you want to live like the devil, you can. And probably will. Everybody lives the way they really want to live. You want to live a godly life? You can. You want to live a wicked life? You can. But I serve the Lord not to get to heaven, but because I'm going to heaven. I made up a decision in my mind as a child of God, I want to serve the Lord because of what he's done for me. I want to serve him and do right because I don't have to. I even want, you're not going to understand it, I want my children to love me. Not because they're my children, but because they love me. I want them to love me not because they have to. I really want them to love me because they want to. I want my wife to love me because she loves me. Not because she has to. Well, after 51 years, maybe she does. I don't know. (laughs) But God has been good to us. And we should do right because of that. Now, here in Romans in chapter 10, look over there again in verse 8. Look in verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, this is also a quote from the Old Testament. In other words, we can preach a message. And just by believing that message, you can have eternal life. You can be saved. You can go to heaven. You can have a by faith righteousness given to you. Turn in your Bible to the book of Philippians in chapter 3. Philippians and chapter 3. There's a verse there that will just knock your socks off. If you have socks on. And this is on page 1259. 1259. And look there in chapter 3 and verse 9. He says, and be found in him. Get the next few words. Not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So there is a by works righteousness and a by faith righteousness and it says do not be found having your own righteousness don't you be caught trusting in your good deeds to get you to heaven don't you be caught trusting in your going to church and giving money and thinking all that gets you into heaven it will not get you to heaven but that which is through the faith of Christ the righteousness which is of God by faith So Christ 
is the righteousness of God. He came down. And he died on the cross and paid for all my sins. And he came up. And so because of he was the perfect God-man, as the man on the cross, and he died to pay for all of our sins and was buried. And as the God-man, he was able to come back from the dead. So Jesus Christ paid for all of my sins. And all I had to do is believe he did it for me and he would give me as a free gift everlasting life. That is a by faith righteousness that God gives. So if I was to trust Christ today as my Savior, what would he give me? His righteousness. Eternal life as a free gift. And I get to go to heaven on what he did. Well, what about tomorrow? If I do something wrong, will I lose it? Can't lose it. You say, but what if you do something wrong? It's already paid for. I mean, what if I do something really bad? It's paid. What if I commit suicide? Ah, got you now. Is suicide a sin? It's a sin. Paid. How many of my sins did he pay for? Now, am I advertising or trying to promote people to go out and live like the devil? No, I don't. Am I trying to get people to go out and commit suicide? No, I'm not. I believe that God has given to us the right to life, and only God should take our life. And I believe that after you trust Christ as Savior as a child of God, you ought to live like a child of God. You ought to live a godly life, but not to get to heaven. See, whenever you're trusting in your good deeds to get you there, God says you can't go. And a man who simply by faith accepts Christ as Savior can have eternal life. Remember the thief on the cross that did all those bad things. He says, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus looked at him and says, if you promise not to do anything bad anymore, if you'll go to church and live a good life and get water baptized, give 10%, do all these good deeds for five years, then I'll let you go. That dog won't hunt. He was dying on the cross. Christ says, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now, did he deserve to go? No, he didn't deserve it. That's grace. That was before Christ died. So that's Old Testament. But he died and was able to go to paradise all because of what Christ did. Now, back here in Romans in chapter 10, in verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Well, you will be saved if you believe it. I can confess it with my mouth or not confess it with my mouth, but I will be saved because of what I believe. You see, you cannot explain the gospel to people where they can understand it and trust it if they don't hear it. So somebody has to tell it in order for somebody to hear it. Faith cometh by what? Hearing, so somebody has to speak it. And whenever you give the word of God and they hear it or see it and understand it, then they can put their faith in what Christ did. But you and I that know Christ as our Savior, we're supposed to explain the gospel to people with the mouth so people can understand it. That's how close it is. It's the word that we speak and we explain. And that's why... Yesterday at the uh, car wash, somebody says they caught a fish. It took me a little while before I understood they was talking about a person. I kept saying, 
was it this big or is it this big or how big was this fish? And they were talking about they had caught a, a, a soul and they had got them to trust Christ as Savior. So it was all starting to come back to me again. So I think it was wonderful. We, we might even have caught a few little fish last night. And you see, uh, it doesn't matter if they're little or they're medium size or the big fish. You know, the little fish that you catch, they got a lot longer to live. But those that are older, they ain't got much time. And so that's why those are rare catches. But whenever we go fishing, we always brag about the big ones we catch. Don't we like to catch the big fish? And yet whenever we go sowing, remember, those little bitty kids, those, those little fishes that we catch, they're just as important to God. And some little kid may trust Christ as Savior, but they're just as important as those big fish. But there's more glory in how many bigger fish, because we like to throw the little ones back. But the little ones, yeah, they get into your hair, get into your heart. You can get them out of your hair and can't get them out of your heart. And some of these little kids are just as cute as can be. Man, they just wrap themselves around you, you know, and just weasel the way right into you. Great little kids. But look what he says in verse 10. For with the heart man does what? Believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Not for salvation, but unto salvation. See, we confess that this is what I believe. And if you confess that I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for my sins, I will be saved. Not because I told somebody or confessed it to somebody, but I have to confess it or believe it in my own mind. Whether I confess to God or I confess to you or I confess to anybody. But a lot of people try to use these verses to say, look, you have to come down here to the front and confess or God won't save you. That is not what it says. It doesn't say you've got to do that. It's like if I do this just one time and then you never have to do it again. I've been confessing Christ for 50 years. 50 years. Uh, just about every day I confess Christ. But that confessing is not what saved me. But I confess this is what I believe. And if you believe it, you're saved. And if you're saved, then how are other people going to know and understand if you don't tell them? So this is why all this is so important. And I, I can see my time is getting away and... I just about forgot about the uh, communion service. <laughs> you don't think I really forgot, did you? I did. I did. Take your Bible and turn to the book of 1 Corinthians. But listen, if you're here this morning and you have trusted Christ as your Savior, then when we partake of the Lord's Supper, uh, the, the bread that represents the body of Christ, he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. And the blood of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. So he gave his life for us. So he paid for our sins that he could give us life. He took our sins so that he could give us life. And his blood was incorruptible blood. Incorruptible blood means an incorruptible life. Incorruptible life means eternity. So you and I, when we trust Christ as Savior, we have eternal life as a free gift. But look up here. I want to show you this. This hand represents you and me. The wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. See, all of us do wrong. All of us have done bad. 
and we got to pay for it. The payment is death and hell. God won't be satisfied by nothing else by except taking your life. The wages of sin is death. You did it. You owe it. So that's why God wants us to go to heaven because he loves us, but he hates our sin. And we can't go to heaven with our sin. So how is God going to get me in and keep this out? You and I couldn't find a way because we are sinners. And we can't separate ourselves from it. So what Christ did, there's a way. Christ came into the world. The Lord God himself, perfect, no sin. We have sin, but not him. He's righteous. He's perfect. He did no wrong, so he didn't have to die. But because he loved us, he said he'd take our place. So he died in our place. He took all the sin of all the world, that debt that we had, he, took, he paid for it. He paid my sin debt, came back from the dead. And he said that if I would believe that he did it for me, he would put the payment he made to my account. I go to heaven what he did. I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. I'm a sinner. So are you. We're all sinners. Everybody in the whole world. When he paid for our sins, he did it for everybody in the world and offers it to everybody. Whosoever would believe you would not perish. I mean, go to hell but have eternal life. So that's why I can't go to hell, because he says, if I believe it, I shall not perish. It means I can't go to hell. Why can't I go to hell? Because he says I can't go to hell. Why? Because I believe it. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. I don't have any sins to pay for. He, he paid for my sins. That's why the most five powerful words in the whole word of God is, Christ died for my sins. Why am I going to heaven? Christ died for my sins. That's why I'm going to heaven. It's not because I have been good, very good. <laughs> I have been very good. Yes, you know, five words. No, nothing comes up close to those five words. Christ died for my sin. That's why I'm going to heaven. And that's the only reason anybody goes to heaven. You're not going to heaven because you go to church. You don't go to heaven because you've been good, because you haven't been. I hate to break your heart. You have not been good enough. No one has ever lived good enough to go to heaven by their good deeds. It's the gift of God. Best news in all the world. Let's pray, shall we? Every head bowed and every eye closed and no one looking around. If you're here this morning and have never trusted Christ as your Savior, would you trust him? Would you believe that when he died, he died for you? Don't you want to go to heaven? You know, if you don't trust the Lord, you'll spend eternity separated from God in hell. And if you're watching by Internet, right there on the screen, it says, yes, I will trust Christ as my Savior. If you've never done so, would you do it right now? Would you just click it and say, yes, I will trust Christ as my Savior? We don't know who you are. It just lets us know that you watched, you listened, and you said you would trust Christ as your Savior. But if you're in the auditorium, and if you've never trusted the Lord, would you right now in the quietness of this moment, just talk to the Lord and say something simple like this. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And I believe that when Christ died, he died for me. And right now, I will trust him as my Savior, as my only hope of going to heaven. Would you do that? Would you trust him? And if you will, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in just a moment. Raising your hand doesn't save you. It just lets me know that what I said made sense to you. And I'd like to pray for you. And I'd like to know. So is there anyone at all before we close? Just slip your hand very quickly and put it. Yes, I trust Christ as my Savior today. And put it right back down just as quick as you can. Yes, God bless you, buddy. Anyone else? Just slip it up real quick and put it right back down. Are there others? Our Father, we do thank you so much for Christ dying on the cross. 
paying for our sins, making it possible that whosoever believeth can have eternal life. And that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. We ask your blessings upon us this time. Help each child of God here to realize the importance of examining their own life and being a partaker of the Lord's Supper. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Do you have to be baptized in water to be saved and go to heaven? Would that make the person who baptized you your Savior? There are at least five baptisms in the Bible. Which one gets you to heaven? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book, or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me